Word in South Africa. Shout out to Carl Word. But guys, um, congratulations on the debut album and also it going number one. It really is um, unbelievable. And uh, like I said, such a great honor to be chatting to you after, you know, diving into it over the last uh, couple of weeks and uh, catching up on the additional records of all the singles and EPs that I've been following prior. I have to just tell you a bit of a, um, a story. It was over lockdown. Uh, early last year where I came across uh, your cover of Mazzy Stars Fade Into You and obviously Falling In and ever since then it was this the, the there was this matter of checking Spotify as to what's next what's more where, where, <laughs> what's to come you know and um, I can understand that a big part of that was basically um, I'm assuming from your side based on the fact that music in general especially now is being consumed in such a bite-sized manner you know people are they have sh- shorter attention spans and you're putting together shorter releases an ep or a single track here um at what point did it kind of turn into this this idea of okay cool we've got far too much to say and far too much that uh, is unreleased that we can actually finally give away the album to the world well thanks for your kind words anyway but uh this is actually our first south african interview i think really yeah yeah uh, correct me if I'm wrong, lads. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah so this is an honor for us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, to answer your question, I think we kind of, it, it was going to be a different album before lockdown. Like We've talked about this a lot, but I think it really does kind of sum up how we came up with the album was we just had more time on our hands when the lockdown happened. And um, we just decided to get more experimental and kind of push ourselves musically. I mean, I think before the lockdown, it would have been just a, a compilation of singles, you know, like, cause that's just the way we were recording. We were going into the studio for a couple of days at a time and, and doing it that way. But um, yeah, like I, I think, I think over the lockdown, that's when we kind of really pushed ourselves and said we can make a really great album here instead of just like, you know, like singles. And, uh, you know, COVID aside and regardless of where you guys were, and I'm not sure if you um, were able to spend time together over that period or not, but I mean, um, you know, with with every member of the band being quite an, obviously an integral part of the writing process, what, how often was there a time where you were like, all right, cool, you know, I've got this idea, everybody stop what you're doing, cancel your plans, we've got to jump on a zoom we've got to get together I've, I've got this idea come let's put it together i mean how many times did that happen because i mean every track comes across as a masterpiece it happened a couple of times like when it breaks was the first kind of up-tempo one that we all got really excited about um and totally actually I remember rob digging that up from the bin somewhere you know it was just in like a pile of demos on dropbox and he found it he was like this one could be really good and then we started working on it over Zoom, trying to figure out stuff for it. And But like, that was just kind of coming up with the ideas. I mean, we didn't really know where it was going to go until we actually got to the studio and like tried them out. So it was kind of a gamble, to be honest. We didn't know what we were going to go in with. We hadn't played the songs either together. How, how long did it take for you guys to actually get back into the swing of things once you were back together? Because I mean, it must, I mean, it was a while. Yeah, it took a while. Um, it was definitely interesting. It was almost like we just, used all the songs that we had and hoped that they'd be the best ones possible because <laughs> we didn't really during lockdown we definitely had a bit of um, a stunt creatively i think like most people especially for the first few months 
we kind of just felt a bit uninspired and a bit, you know, I guess depressed. Like everyone, we no one really knew what the world was going to, you know, what was going to happen to the world in the next few months. But then after a while, we kind of realized that it was the perfect time to focus on writing because gigs had stopped. And yeah, we just couldn't see each other at home. There was like a two kilometer rule. And I think Eli and myself might be two kilometers, but not even. So we, we just couldn't see each other throughout the lockdown. And then when we did get into the studio, we hadn't played music together in like six months, maybe. I'm not sure how long it was, but yeah, it took a while. Um, I remember we jammed, um, I think, in my sleep for like two days and we got into the studio just to try and get ourselves back into the swing of things. It must have been quite surreal as well, just to kind of reunite after all that time. I mean, at least it wasn't a year, but for, for six months for that matter, you know, it's 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 a whole lot different compared to um, having a conversation like this. You're discussing different sounds, different ideas and, you know, the writing process. As you, as you mentioned, Rob, earlier about, you know, kind of like a writer's block over this period considering the fact that this the world was in such a depressed state in such a backward way for that matter um how did it affect the the timeline of putting together the rest of the records for the album i mean was was the album back then um, like this time last year in the works or was it pretty much uh yeah i think we were working on it i think we were yeah what's, it's july now isn't it it's all august yeah yeah, so we had finished the first kind of a stint of doing it. I think we did two stints. We did like, um, you know, July of 2020 and I think September and October. Um, and yeah, like I I don't know what kind of state it was in. I remember being in a scramble to like find a single. There was like a point where we were like kind of scrambling to find a single to put out because we just got all these album tunes that we were really excited about. And, um but we needed like something to put out and we just put out for, I think falling in was the last one we did. Uh, and then it was fade into you and yeah, when it breaks, we were working on when it breaks I think this time last year. Um, and it was like last year was when all those black lives matter protests were happening just down the road from us in London. And like the wildfires were going nuts. And like this year, it seems to be even worse. I don't know. There was just a lot of like chaos and uncertainty. So we just wanted to, Put that into a song kind of sounds like you're explaining some of the, the last months here in south africa <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you know it's like nothing's changed which is crazy but yeah that that is yeah we just wanted to write about kind of what was happening in the world um we, we and we don't really do that often a lot of a lot of the early songs especially are like just about being a teenager and you know small kind of dramas to play <laughs> but not like not on like a bigger scale and i think we definitely kind of started doing that with the second half of the album you mentioned earlier like coming across older records that are sitting on a dropbox so you have this bank of records um that you hadn't even come like you you may not have come back to in months or maybe years i mean when you did come back to them how did you eventually kind of reform them or or did you even did you you kind of like the authenticity of um what you had done there to kind of offset the current situation yeah i think um it's kind of weird because we want to always use it like we're still writing all the time so we're constantly getting excited about the new music we make so i think it was kind of like i would say it's a bit of a balancing act between trying to get some of the newer songs that we were already excited about going for the album but also we had some great songs that we wrote like when we first started the band that we played throughout and um, touring and stuff like cheer up baby and it won't always be like this so we kind of 
we didn't want to get ahead of ourselves and just work on all the new music and kind of write off all these old songs that we'd, we'd spend time on. But we also did want to write some new music, so it was kind of a mixture of the two. Yeah. I mean, how many? How many must be sitting in this bank of? Uh... <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It's yeah. slowly be... realizing there's not as many as we'd like. We're <laughs> <laughs> writing the second album. We're like, oh, fuck. you need like at least a thousand. We've got maybe three hundred. I mean, there, there, there's always that folder on the desktop where everything just gets thrown into. Where you're like, okay, yeah, 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 we'll get to this. We'll get to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is funny though because I think like Rob's dead, right? Like it was just it's a curse. It's the artist curse. It's like, oh, you constantly want to be doing the next thing. You never like you know it's it's the actual discipline that you have to have to finish songs is like the, i i find is like the hardest thing to actually get um but we you know our producer is great for that and uh he like he's just great at like kind of pumping energy back into the ideas and kind of take like, getting fresh angles on it that makes us really excited to kind of work on them and stuff but um yeah like i don't know the other thing is, like, we, we waited a long time to put out the album. So we had already been writing tunes for the second and third album when we were, like, 18, you know? But, like, we just knew we were too wild to be on the first. While you guys in studio, you know, I mean, obviously there's generally deadlines and you've got producers that need to, like, kind of direct and orchestrate these these matters. I mean, is, is it always the case where it's just, like, an on switch and you guys are ready to go? Or, like, do you really need to get yourself hyped up and get get your head in the right space i mean i mean i can only imagine sometimes it it must does it ever come across as feeling like work you know when you're doing something as as much as you love such as this i mean does it come across as work sometimes because that that can kind of be a curse in 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 this space you know yeah it definitely did i think um for the probably for the majority of the album recording process just because we were thrown we were just gone. We went from doing nothing at home and not really seeing each other to just going, okay, you have this amount of time to deliver the album and it's got to be done or else we can't put it out this year. Um, so then we were just like, oh, crap. So we were doing 16-hour <laughs> days. Yeah. And it did kind of feel like we were punching the clock when we were working on stuff that we didn't, you know, that we were finding difficult. But then obviously when we were doing songs that we were into, we were loving it. So it was kind of, it was a little bit of both because, I think it took us a while for some songs to kind of to get back into it and yeah i think just lockdown took a toll on us as well so it was kind of there was like an adjusting period for like probably the first few weeks yeah it was it was it was like real strange i remember i remember being real excited to go over we got the ferry over and uh we were like on the boat with our tour manager who we hadn't seen for a while just being like this is gonna be so great it's gonna be so great and it was like but it def- I think Rob's right. Like it definitely felt like there was a couple of weeks where we were just like not used to being around each other and not used to like, yeah, having work to do. I mean, we we did work like extremely long days every day. And, you know, we weren't able to go out and see like friends in London because we were trying to keep COVID safe or whatever. So like it was just us and then the people in the studio um, that were working and we'd see them for like a m- months on end. Like and. It was just like, it was a bit of a pressure cooker at points. Like. Tell me, um, with regards to It Won't Always Be Like This and and the album in particular, you know, like I was saying earlier, that there's always a, a limit in terms of what you want to put out over a certain amount of time. Um, and you said that there are many records that didn't make it onto this album. I mean, what what was that selection process for you to make, put, put a record on or 
cut it off because I mean, you know, I mean, every record will have a meaning to every particular band member for that matter. And to cut something off or cross something off the list, I mean, it, it, it can't ever be an easy, an easy task that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like the hardest one was falling in and when it breaks that they were like, cause they, it was going to be either one and both great songs and we love falling in and we never got to like actually tour it when it came out. We always thought of it as like being this amazing live song. <laughs> and then as soon as we put it out, it was like, yeah, yeah, we didn't get to do any gigs. So we, that one never got to live its life. But it will when it comes back. That's the thing. Like, we're not just going to be playing album tunes. We're going to play stuff that, that didn't make the album. And I think the reason that When It Breaks kind of won the battle was it, it was just more like, it was more recent in our kind of discography. And it, it fit into the narrative of the album. Um, kind of coming th- halfway through the album it kind of marks that point of like all right now we're talking about some serious shit <laughs> you know what i mean it was like it just kind of it worked and falling in was more just about like being on tour and all that so it didn't really see kind of lockdown vibes uh, the title it won't always be like this and i believe this title was always in the works for you prior to the fact that there was all of this going on it, like it, like that title was always around and we always knew it was a strong title but um i don't know like it was it was never going to be the it, we never like kind of said, oh, this is going to be the name of the album until like maybe like maybe a couple of weeks into recording the album. I don't know. I can't really remember. Rob might remember. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> towards the end. Yeah. Well, it, we never like sat down and we're like, this is, you know, this is going to be the name of the album. It just, it just like, you were like, oh, we're in a pandemic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it kind of, it, it kind of resonates with people. And I think um, when it breaks as well as, as the record itself is also like, one, people could look at it as um, a breakthrough or you're reaching this boiling point for for that matter. Yeah, and, and we were trying to imagine like festivals coming back and, like, yeah. you know, life coming back to the earth and all that kind of stuff. And we're seeing that now with like Latitude Festival in the UK, which we're so jelly of the people that um we're seeing it like come to life like it's actually people are losing their mind their minds um at these things it's just like you forget like how much kind of joy that gives you and like drive it gives you to kind of keep going and just people and music and having a laugh it must definitely be um difficult and i mean it it's this goes without saying but it's difficult to be recording records and uh especially over the past 18 months for that matter you know you don't you don't have a crowd to bounce these ideas off you know while they're still in the works as as records so you can't exactly play them out to thousands of people and go okay cool it got this reaction it got this reaction so you know over this period i mean a big part of it must have felt like a shot in the dark but at the same time well aimed yeah yeah turns out yeah i think usually like back in the day we'd play songs like cheer up baby and it will always be like this before they were out kind of get people's reaction on it but mainly just because we didn't have any other tunes to play and like you know you'd see if somebody turned around and, go, and goes to the bar to take a piss during the course of, <laughs> you know, yeah. i guess generally means that you should make the chorus a bit catchier but um, are you that observant when you're playing that you, you you keep an eye on the crowd so that yeah, everybody we know everyone in the crowd yeah Mark runs over to me sometimes goes that lad in third row back to the very right he just went for a piss so we need to work on that second <laughs> well we it all down. yeah yeah <laughs> uh speaking of cheer up baby um you know 
over this, I mean, over the height of the pandemic and over the unrest in terms of how the world was on lockdown, releasing music, people, I mean, bands, musicians, artists, DJs, anybody in the music space whatsoever were all really hesitant to be releasing music, which personally I I, I, I found it quite offensive because I think music would have have been helping people um, through times like this, you know. All right, cool. Well, we don't really think that it's it's an appropriate time to release music, and I think Cheer Up Baby, for this matter, I think was a fantastic release, regardless based on anybody's opinion. Have you have you received any backlash? Because I mean, there are a lot of people that were like, okay, well, how can you be releasing and focusing on music at this time, um, or giving a message of like, oh, well, Cheer Up Baby for that record? I th- I think I think people. Uh, have like a kind, of, a kind of misconception about like artists. I think when you hear about like artists in the news or musicians mainly, people are kind of just like, oh, you know, they're all celebrities. They don't, you know, they're like they don't need help. And in, 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 but you know, they forget that like there's not. It's not just like the likes of like Ariana Grande or Dua Lipa or Justin Bieber who are in music. It's like you know, there's small bands and there's people who want to make a living out of it that can't and. That's why it's such a shame that like kind of music has been kind of left in the dirt by the by governments over the pandemic. It's not really supported, you know. Like if football matches can go ahead, where like if you did you see the England Italy final? Yeah, yeah, I did. So if a gig was like that, if a gig was that mad with that much crowd, like it'd be the best gig ever. So I don't know why they're not letting gigs happen. You know, if people are tested, it's just like it was the first thing to go and the last thing to come back, really. Um, and like you said, music is the thing that kept people going over lockdown. So, yeah. you know, you can't really like just kind of push push that aside and like pretend it's, you know, all musicians are okay. Yeah, I think that's the main reason why music was affected. It's just because people don't have, to, like a lot of younger bands, we've even we've noticed ourselves like that everyone's taking a massive like financial hit and making guitar music especially is like you can't just make it like in five minutes. It's expensive and there's people that you know you've crew and you've people that are on your team that you can't see because of lockdown and then you just not get like a lot of people just aren't getting funded in, in the UK and Ireland especially so I'm sure that was a direct um like a direct reasoning behind probably a lack of music and also I think people were just kind of like oh no what am I going to do I can't gig so how like if I release my album right now who's going to care about it if I can't play some shows yeah. which I guess um we kind of we were at that stage and then we were kind of like oh we just need to get it out regardless because i think especially when we decided on the album coming out when it did we weren't we still weren't sure if we were going to get back out in the road like we we still aren't back out in the road now so we we just kind of had to make the plunge but yeah it's just it's a hard time to be a musician yeah no exactly exactly and 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 that's that's the case across the world and especially here you know like you said uh, these sports matches can go on and they can be packed with thousands of people yet the music is is somewhat left behind and it's not it's not just um on your side it's our side and we see this uh, across the board the only place that i i keep seeing festivals and stadiums being filled is is in the u.s at the moment yeah well yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's such a tricky one because, like, obviously we would do any gig that came to us now. Like, I, we've got a couple of festivals, like, cancelled, I think, in mainly, like, kind of Europe and stuff. But um, I don't know. I just I just feel like, you know, it can be done safely. Like, it can be done safely. It's just 
you know you have to test people or people need to be vaccinated or whatever it is it's like we don't want to play a gig that, that makes people feel like unsafe or you know like uncomfortable and they think they're going to get COVID at it obviously we want everyone to feel like comfortable when they come but um I don't know it's just like it's just one of those things that we're just gonna have to wait and see how it plays out like I, I, I don't know how many people will even be comfortable going to like an indoor show you know without being vaccinated or without a mask or whatever it is so it's just there's so many variables now and like it's just real sad to see like loads of bands going on tour now and then getting they have to cancel the rest of the tour because one of them got covid and like it's just like ah oh, it's a nightmare it's a nightmare for bands you know i i i think people have got to a point where they actually they've got cabin fever and actually just yeah. don't care anymore where they just want to get out and do anything and just live with it and you know what take the chance for exactly. that matter but um but just just heading back to um the album you know there's this like hyper modern day trade of culture and i find a lot of what you've made is not necessarily by design but by desire definitely not by design anyway we we, we just we just like honestly like i think the motto of the studio is just like if it sounds good let's hear it again you know what i mean like we just we just want to make stuff that makes us feel excited and like we always kind of go into the studio and we're like oh have you heard this rap song like let's do something with that you know kind of style and it's there's not like you know we're not like a strict band um we're, we're very like kind of open to new ideas and and new sounds and stuff like that so it, that's what keeps it exciting for us. And I think that's why the record, like when you listen to it, feels kind of joyful and like, like it has a lot of hope, you know, because it's, it's just like, honestly, the sound of four guys just trying to have, have some fun and make some music that they enjoy. I love how the energy also uh, goes up and goes down, but at the same time, there's still a, a consistent feeling throughout the album, which is great. I mean, does that, does that resonate with you in terms of the influences? Because, I mean, I, I like to, disregard genres in general you have a specific style of making music um it doesn't necessarily say that you can't look to different artists that aren't in the same space as you for for inspiration for ideas for that i mean do you tie into any of that outside of the sound that you guys are actually making yourselves yeah i think we listen to so much music yeah like whenever anyone asks us like what what your favorite genre is I always just find it such like a weird question because it's kind of i just love music <laughs> don't don't box don't box us in yeah, exactly <laughs> don't um don't limit me like that how dare you the more yeah, people yeah. limitless the, the more the more people limit us the more experimental i think we'll get yeah i mean it kind of just shows like a good example of where i think our head at, is at with music is kind of just like you go to a festival and you go out at one o'clock and you go to all these different tents and you see all these different artists and they're all great and you enjoy the day it's like why can't you just do that in, in an album or at least you know go in with that kind of mindset of just taking the great parts of music because there's great parts in all the music but even the stuff we don't like we'll admit you know we know what works in the charts it's like okay doji cats are <laughs> singing about booties or whatever the hell it is <laughs> It's like, uh, yeah <laughs> we just have to i guess we're just trying to learn from all the stuff that we can and yeah with the album just pull out the voice the voice memos on the iphone and go okay cool i really oh. like this idea let me just save this for the bank okay all the time, <laughs> all the time. um yeah we have we just kind of have that attitude of just taking influence um in particular songs as opposed to in, in a general sense you know and letting it we don't like let a an idea of you know like let's try and sound like the stone roses but let's do it on every song for the record we were just kind of like let's just do it for like 30 20 seconds on this tune and 
have it in mind at least yeah and it's also kind of fun just that then like fitting all those kind of puzzles together so because people do like to us we're like all the songs sound madly different but people are like oh no you're getting like a like a sound here that's like kind of going through like all the tunes which is just wild to us because we're just trying to write completely different we're trying to be a completely different band every song yeah. but like yeah i don't know like i think um i think i think it's definitely important to kind of try and melt down genre barriers because that's just what our how our generation listens to music you know like you, on spotify you just kind of make your own playlists of all the tunes you like it's not like you know you listen to like one band or one genre of music religiously you know i mean some people do for sure but for us like we we're students of the world we're students of the world 